The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now I'm joined by Conor Falkland, Transport Commentator and CEO of the RIAC. A, a number of things to talk about. First of all, EVs. Mm. Uh, we reported during the week that uh, the concessionary tolls for EVs, yeah, um, there to go. Yeah, there to go from the end of this year. And if you use the M50 regularly in an electric car, for example, that could save you a lot of money because the toll reduction could be as much as 75% if you're off peak. So if you imagine if you use the M50 every day, that's a chunky amount. That's disappearing from the end of this year and then also at the same time everybody's tolls are going to go up there's a, an inflation linked toll increase that's in the pipe so that'll push everybody's costs up but the poor old EVs also lost a tax advantage earlier on when the the, the uh, um, total tax grant was reduced from 5,000 to 3,500 and the market cost of them isn't really coming down. So what's happening is a dynamic in the market and not just in Ireland but EV sales which have been rocketing up are they starting to peak or top out a bit, they're starting to lose their advantage versus the conventional car. And I think that's a, a frustration long term yeah. for the, for the now, climate um, strategy. The, the advice to the government would be, um, you, you know, you're aiming at a million vehicles by 2030, yeah. which will be EVs. That's not going to happen at yeah. the present rate of growth. Um, we've often talked to the minister about ensuring that fleets mm-hmm. uh, are attracted to EVs. So whatever tax deals you have to do, because most people buy second-hand cars. Yeah, and uh, there is now a market for second-hand EVs that's starting to be dynamic. Um, but the whole thing needs to move faster. Across the piece, it needs to move faster. Now, what government has proved over the years is that the consumer is responsive to tax initiatives. Remember, they pivoted the whole thing from petrol to diesel 20 years ago, which was the climate yeah. advice at the time. Tax incentives did it. And we know we can look at what Norway has done. Tax incentives will work to convert your fleet to EVs. But the Hobson's choice they face is they work by eroding state revenue. So that's the dilemma they face. The Norwegians with 200 million in the Sovereign Wealth Fund can probably take a longer view. In in our case, it erodes government revenue and they will have to reflect on how will they tax motoring and movement when everything else is... So you're saying there's some cynical thinking going on in revenue, which is uh, saying... We better slow down these EVs because if they're all charging at home and there's a limited amount of carbon tax on the electricity that you buy on your bill, uh, we're going to lose all this excise and all this VAT while people are charging at home. For heaven's sake, we can't afford to have a million EVs on the road. Well, uh, we have to replace it somehow. And and long term, you can think about a different type of taxation where the car is taxed on movement, for example. Um, And that was technologically relatively easy to achieve. But the future will be a future without petrol and diesel excise duty because fossil fuels will be gone and with them fossil fuel so revenue. They'll have to and they were always the, the cash cow. Yeah, for for uh, time immemorial, every budget, they'd load it on petrol and diesel. If they can't do that, they need to get it somehow else. Uh, some EV disadvantages are now becoming apparent, says Peter. Uh, people in my workplace coming in earlier and earlier, 6.30am, so they can access the charging points mm. in work squatting on the charging points I suppose Um, reduced range in cold weather that's true batteries don't perform as well in cold weather EVs driving slowly to conserve battery and holding up traffic I'll be sticking to diesel for a while yet Peter you're mad because EVs are great in traffic. They're terrific. They use nothing. They use nothing. Now, modern diesels will cut the engine off as well. So it's not as wasteful. In years gone by, a traffic jam just belched out fumes all day long. They don't do that at all anymore. And as I say, we need to plan for a future when every vehicle on the road is zero emission. So we won't have that problem. We may have other problems. And one of them for the government will be what replaces that money. 
Now let's move on to Bus Connects. They announced yeah. eight uh, new routes for the south side of uh, Dublin. The whole idea is to pretend that the bus is like um, an underground railway or a subway. You know, it, it gets a dedicated corridor mm. with prefer- preferential signalling and all of that. But it's not, because it doesn't carry anything. One bus does not carry anything like a Dart or a Lewis. Nor is it the same sort of investment that a rail system of any sort is. A Lewis line, a metro line, they they do all sorts of good, bar the obvious. They tend to be engines of development. You push development and property and all sorts of stuff booms along those corridors. So they're long-term investments for the city. We're not doing them, which is a deep disappointment. The airport metro will eventually come, but we're doing bus connects instead. But if we try to be positive about it. The good things about Bus Connects, it's a large, it's a four billion investment in the bus service that has to be welcome. And to be fair to Dublin Bus, um, I was on my bicycle the other day, Pat, what brought it to mind and I found myself stuck behind a bus uh, but it was an electric bus. (laughs) Far more pleasant thing to be stuck behind. They they now have over a hundred electric buses that they're rolling out onto the fleet. They put in charging infrastructure for themselves in Dublin city centre. So we, we will live in a future where all of the vehicles in our city are zero emission and that is terrific and, and credit also to Dublin Bus um, what they announced this week was was the, the extension of Bus Connects with eight new routes but Bus Connects is sort of rolling along steadily and people will remember with horror the first announcement which had bus motorways pulling down trees in Fibsborough yeah. and all sorts of that. It's gone into public, consulta- public consultation, has been panel beaten considerably and, and a lot of those uh, objections have been overcome and they're investing in the bus service which even with a cynical mindset has got to be good. All right. Uh, I tried to figure out how do I get from Docky to um, the Dundrum shopping centre. Not very well. Not easy with bus connects. I'd have to go to Dunleary, get a bus up to somewhere, da 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 so I take the car and I drive electric. So, I, And you've got anyway. to be wary of collateral damage. I mean, some of these policies could kill the city centre. Uh, and they may be good for out-of-town shopping centres, but, you know, the more you restrict access to the centre of the city, it's, it could hollow it out. Now, in Holland, EV sales are dropping off because, mm. for instance, it'll be €750 Euro of an annual tax on a Fiat 500. It's too much. It's too much. If you want to use those as incentives to pull drivers in the right direction, that's too much. Mm. Another one, is anyone going to address the insurance of EVs. In the UK, insurance is skyrocketing due to the explosive nature of EV batteries. Some insurance companies are refusing to insure EVs and in Paris, the authorities are no longer going to purchase EV buses as they keep blowing up. Now, that's not quite accurate, but there is video online of Chinese buses, a whole row of them going up instantly. It Um, can happen. I mean, I know petrol can also explode and these things, if problems like that do have to be fixed, Um, but there's no particular reason to say that EVs are difficult to insure sure are dangerous per se. Uh, one of the big issues with EVs is how heavy they are on tyres. That's from right. uh, Johnny Woods yeah. in Middleton. That's because they're heavy. They're about 40% heavier than a conventional car. So owners of multi-storey car parks, for example, are having to check them because uh, they're heavy vehicles. Yes. A couple of other things. Um, ta- taxis, uh, autonomous taxis, lovely idea. Yeah. But... But they've had a very bad month. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on this because I'm really convinced it is the future. But they've been running experimentally in lots of American cities. Uh, Cruise in particular has had a catastrophic month. They've had their licence withdrawn. Their CEO has had to resign. Uh, There were a couple of high-profile accidents involving their robot taxis, in one of which a pedestrian was dragged 20 feet along the road. um, and, And that was an algorithm error that the robot made. And it turns out they can't see kids that well. And critically, they weren't seeing children 
properly. <laughs> That's a small um, little detail. Uh, yeah. Now, you know, on the grand scheme of things, these are minor percentage points on a statistical base of hundreds of thousands. So we shouldn't panic. But nevertheless, it's clearly, uh, you know, not fit for purpose yet. So it's a big setback. The CEO of, of, of the GM owned cruise has had to resign um, and the entire enterprise has been set back a bit. But it is still coming and we will be travelling in robot taxis in the reasonably near future. Mm. Um, finally, quad bikes and new rules. New rules, if you use a quad bike on a farm or on a, a, a workplace, um, a lot of people use them, forestry, farms, etc. Health and safety authority are now insisting that you must have training and you must wear helmets. And that's a very welcome new law. So when a health and safety inspector visits your farm and sees a quad bike, you will need to be able to demonstrate that it's used correctly, the training is provided and that helmets and PPE are worn. Um, so it doesn't affect on the road stuff, but quad bikes, very useful tools that can be very dangerous. And I think that's a very good development. Connor Faulkner, Transport Commentator, CEO of the RIAC. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.